Here we go. Money talk. Here comes the money. Thank you for joining us on the porch, uh, Major. And, and, man, really appreciate you being our you know, celebrity guest picker this week. So I got eight ones here for you, man. Uh, and I think you'll kind of enjoy these, hopefully. So the first one here, obviously, the big, the big game Saturday in Morgantown, your special day, the 11th-ranked Cowboys, Mike Gundy's squad coming to Morgantown. What do you think, Major? Yeah, I like it. You like yeah. the like the dog. I'm with you, Major. Let's how. Let's be the dogs uh, Saturday, just like we were versus the the clones there last Saturday. Total in that game is 49 over under. What are you thinking there? Well, I, man, our defense, man, very man, good. Defense, you know what I mean? I mean, for real, that defense is really, you know, to me, this one our better defenses, man. I mean, because now I'm looking at, I don't care who we play, now we can go in there and shut them down, so. You know what I mean? So I'm, I'm thinking, you know, 49. I kind of like that under. I love it, Major. I love yeah, the under. Like it, it's funny because the way we played defense against Iowa State Saturday, even though you gave up 31 points, it was just a couple big plays. And it, it, it yeah. we could have easily slowed them down even more. And, you know, Major, I want to ask this question real quick of you. When you watch Brock Purdy play, does he somewhat remind you of yourself a little bit, just a touch? Yeah. Well, you know, you know the, one thing, the one thing I like about it, He's, he's a heads-up quarterback, and he's always, even when he's scrambling, he's looking to throw that a little bit. Exactly, you know exactly. I mean? Yeah. Next one here, and, and we have to do it, uh, the Pitt Panthers going to Wallace Wade Stadium to take on the Duke Blue Devils. Duke is a 21-point dog. What are you thinking there? You know, I'm a little worried about Pitt because, you know, they had the letdown last yep. week. Yep, losing to the U, um, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I'm a little worried about them. But I think if if see you know one one thing I always look at you know you never know how a team is going to respond after a couple losses if they don't see the national championship in sight. Right. You know what I mean. Right. So Absolutely. Times you don't really know who's going to show up. You know what I mean. Mm-hmm. And but I think in this case I think I like Pitt. I like Pitt. Okay. Pitt. Pitt minus twenty one. Next one here, Major. Michigan State, uh, the number three ranked Spartans. Going to Purdue, uh, Purdue is a three-point dog. You like Michigan State or you like Purdue? Oh, man, that running game for Michigan State is something. It's the truth, isn't it? You know I mean? Yeah, that running back. Man. You know, I think, I think, I think Michigan State is either going to blow them out or it's going to be close, but I like Michigan State. I like it. I like it. Next one here, Major. Um, number 13th ranked Auburn going down to Cowfield to take on our boy Jimbo, West Virginia native as well, number 14 and his Texas A&M Aggies, they are a four-and-a-half-point favorite at home. What do you like in that game? Oh, man. Uh, man, that's, that's a toss-up. But, you know, I've got to go with the home team because, you know what I mean, they at home. Absolutely. Hey, and, and they beat Bama down there, so I don't think Auburn's going to be much of a problem, honestly. Yeah. Um, next one here, Major. Liberty going to Ole Miss, number 16th-ranked Rebels. The Lane Train got that offense really cooking down there. Ole Miss is a nine and a half point favorite. 
What do you like in that one? Have you seen Malik Willis play from Liberty? Yeah, yeah. I think um, I think this is a big game for him. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. you know he's going up against a team that got a pretty good offense, and see if he can if they can hang with him. You know what I mean? So, um, yeah, I'm gonna give I'm gonna go with Liberty. I'm gonna go because Liberty been the team. Well, since he got there. You know, they've been a team that's been on a, a lot of people's radar. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, you freeze. It's kind of the you freeze bowl, right? I mean, he's coming back yeah. to Ole Miss. And so, yeah, I'm, yeah, I like that pick, Major. I like that pick a lot. Got two more here for you. The next one, two of your Eastern Conference rivals back in the day. Penn State going to Maryland. Maryland's a 10-point dog at home. What are you thinking there? Oh, man. Oh, wow. That's going to be a good one. Um, but I, I think Penn, Penn State has got a solid squad. But, you know, I think Penn State coming off a loss. You know, so I, I kind of, um, you know, put that into the equation. Um, man, you know what? I'm going to say, I'm going to, I like this, um, I like the 10 points. Yeah, I'm with you, Major. And at home, Bird Stadium, the Snake yeah. Pit. Yeah. And you got like two of his brothers slinging it around for the Terps. I, I'm with you. Yeah. Last pick, Major, here. Texas. Going to Iowa State, you got the monkey gate thing going on there with the assistant coach. You got Jack Trice at night. Iowa State coming off the loss, obviously, in Morgantown. They're a six-and-a-half-point favorite at home. What are you thinking there? Man, you know what, Texas, you know, you know they got great football out of Texas. So I, I really think Texas could go anywhere and beat anybody. Mm-hmm. But in this game, well, being that they lost to us, and it's, you said six-and-a-half. It's six-and-a-half right now. Yeah, you know what? I'm going to take Texas. I'm going to take Texas. I like it plus the points, Major. I I think Iowa State's going to win, but I like your six and a half. Mm-hmm. Hey, thank you so much, man, for, for stepping in here. I got a feeling you're probably going to roast us all here. On the season, I've got a four-game lead on my other fellas here. So, you know, thank you. So, and, and the guest pickers, they're right there with us too. So, Major, thank you so much, man. Really appreciate it. And um, have a great time Saturday, man. I know you will. And also want to want to shout out Jeremy for hooking us up, man. And uh, go down to Select Cards and uh, check them out. Uh, yeah, not me. Jeremy got probably the best team. <laughs> Does he now? Yeah. He told me you have Dak too, Major. Yeah, yeah, I got Dak. You know, he was hurt a little bit. That one stung last week a little bit, but, but then uh, then seeing Cooper rush I, like that, whoo. Man, but I tell you, but uh, you know, he didn't want, like in this league we in. Whoever had the most points for the week. You know what I mean? With the pot money. Oh, that's what's up. And he didn't want three or four of them. Really now? This solid, yeah. He doesn't need any more money, Major. He doesn't need any more money. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. Major, thank you so much, man. I really, yeah, truly appreciate man. it. Truly appreciate it, sir. Uh was a pleasure pleasure um, talking with you. And um, hopefully we can have you back sometime later on the porch, man. Maybe talk a little more golf. Uh, thank you so much, man. Yeah, yeah, just let me know. Have a great evening. Okay, yep. Hey, take it easy. Thank you. Yep. Bye. CJ, my friend, what a weekend of college football we're about to embark on. Um, You know, we just talked about the the rankings there on Tuesday, and uh, now it's time to kind of talk about the ball games for this weekend, man. Um, anything that jumps out at you off the top of the page that, you know, you have to watch this weekend other than the events in Morgantown, of course. 
Um, I mean, there's there's some there's some duds. I mean, you'll have that. I think every weekend. I think there's some that are kind of interesting. You know, Auburn, Texas A and M. You know, thirteen versus fourteen kind of jumps at you a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, be a little homerish. You know, um, LU traveling down to to Oxford. You know, Hugh Freeze makes his return down there. So, you know that that's an interesting one there at noon. Um. I wouldn't even say it's homer, CJ. I think that's just a legitimate, good football game that's got a lot of intrigue because of you freeze and those teams score points. Yeah, yeah. And then um, another nooner that I really love is is Wake uh, going to Chapel Hill, get a little rivalry there with Wake Forest and, and UNC. Um, let's get to the nooners on Saturday, CJ. Uh, first game there is between your dogs at home at Sanford Stadium, taking on Mizzou. Mizzou is a 39, and yes, I said 39-point dog. Do you think Georgia covers that? Because that seems absurd to me. It does seem absurd, but you almost get that amount of poison. You you want to you know jump on it and be like, oh, there's no way they cover that. But as good as Georgia has been defensively, I – they're going to have to get you – I mean, they're going to have to score 42 because I just – I don't see them giving up anything to this Missouri offense because they have – they've been stingy all year. Um, it, it is – it's a big number. I want to feel like they cover it just because I think defensively they're that good and Missouri I just don't think it's going to have quite the success. But uh, – I could very easily see that be like 37 nothing, and you miss it. Here's here's what I'm going to say on this one, CJ. I think Tyler Batty is one of the best game-breaking backs in the country, and I think he could maybe break a big run. Maybe Georgia makes a mistake offensively, um, and maybe somehow, some way, like Missouri gets like 10 points on the board, and then they, Georgia has to score 50, and I don't see that happening. Um, I think I would take Mizzou plus the points, although I'm not running to the window to play it in the slightest. Um, the total 59 and a half, uh, I'm definitely the, leaning the under there. Yeah, I love the under in this one, um, just because I don't think I just I Missouri's not going to give you any help. No, not at all. When you beat the Georgia Bulldog, you're gonna sell a Bulldog. Bye. Next game there, CJ and Nooner, Ohio State, Nebraska. Does Scott Frost and the children in the corn have any chance to cover the 14 in the hook here? Um, the total 66, I kind of like an under in that game for sure, though. Yeah, I kind of like an under. I was looking at this one earlier, and I told Eva, like, that almost feels like Ohio State minus 14 and a half, like a steal. But then you <sighs> that's, go, That's well, the problem. You think it's a steal, and that's when it's it, not. The hook's going to get you. Exactly, because that's why they build ivory towers in Vegas. And it's like, because they get suckers going, oh, that feels like a steal. But to me, I, there's no reason Ohio State shouldn't win this handily. But I, I, I could see Nebraska finding a way to cover it. Me too. I, I actually think Nebraska, has this game not been at noon, I think it would have been much a much better chance for them. Nebraska's really not that bad of a football team, right? They just don't find ways to win close games. Who knows? Maybe they find a way to win a close one this time. 
Just saying. You never know. I mean, technically, Purdue beat Iowa. It's ranked, you know, in the top top 20. <clears throat> Minnesota beat them by seven. Michigan by three. Michigan State beat them in OT. I think Nebraska, this might just be a spot where Adrian Martinez and those guys are ready for Ohio State. And Ohio State might be caught, CJ, kind of peeking ahead <coughs> to the remainder of the season. I, I've got a weird feeling about this one. Yeah, I have that spot to it. Um, I, just, it I think if you're Scott Frost, it would be a humongous signature win moment uh, for him there at Nebraska. Uh, I think you got to like the fact that it's that it's in Lincoln. It's not, you know, not at the shoe. Yeah, and, and I'd like it even more in Lincoln if it was at night, but it's not because um, Nebraska has some really cool stuff uh, at the stadium now with those red lights. Won't be yeah, but Nebraska hasn't proven to be good enough to put in that primetime window. Uh, you're right, CJ. You're right about that. And every time they have, they've lost a tight one this year. Um, another new you talked about as well. Off the top, Wake Forest, number nine in the country, goes to North Carolina. And what do we know about this, CJ? When a unranked team is spotting a ranked team points, typically you got to roll with the unranked team. Carolina is a two-and-a-half-point favorite against Wake. Somebody knows something. Give me the Tar Heels. Uh, I think this is finally where Wake's magical run comes to an end. Um I mean, North Carolina's lost some head scratchers, but they put up points on Notre Dame last week. Um, they put up points on Miami. I mean, they're scoring points. I mean, Sam Howe's having a good season, of course. I mean, he's, what, 19 touchdowns and seven picks, although Sam Hartman's been better 22-3. to three. Um, I feel like North Carolina gets this one done, CJ, although I, I hate it because I don't want it to happen, but I've got a weird feeling that it does. Yeah, and I understand where you're at on that one. And this one's tough because I've every time I feel like I've North Carolina is starting to kind of get a grasp of it, they they let me down. And it just kind of feels because this team's been very Jekyll Hyde. Like they score ten points to open the year and lose. Then they roll off, you know, fifty nine against Georgia State. Okay, whatever. But then they put up fifty nine on UVA. Then only score twenty two against Tech blow Duke out scoring over 30, but then only managed 25 against Florida State. And then they come back with two weeks in a row. Once again, over 30, split them. I just, I don't know. Sometimes this offense, like you feel like, okay, maybe they've got it figured out. And then they have a week where they can't do anything offensively and it hurts them. And that defense has given up 30.8 points a game, CJ. The secondary is not good. Neither secondary is good. I mean, hell, Wake Forest... Gives up 201 yards a game on the ground. Carolina's a little more balanced um, than Wake, and I think that could be the difference in a game that, you know, you live down in that neck of the woods. Weather might be a factor. The total, though, CJ, in this game is 77. Give me that under all day. I'll hammer it without question. Yeah, I I, I tend to lean that way, too, because both of these teams, their identities is they want to run the ball. Um, But yet they have great quarterbacks. Yeah, um, but I think it sets up everything else that they do. Um, I'm with you. I love the under in this one. Uh, weather's going to be – it's going to be cold. It's going to be 55, but, I mean, they're expecting – Don't you – you know what? You shut, uh, you shut up about cold being 55, son. 
I'm gonna be freezing up in Morgantown. Although they say Morgantown's gonna be nice Saturday, CJ. So, um, and and we'll, and you can hear all about that on our West Virginia pod. We're gonna keep talking about that throughout the game. Just 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 be prepared for that during this, guys. Just being real. Um, yeah. So, uh, but no, I, I'm I. I like I said, this one's tough. I like the under in this one. I'm staying away from picking probably a side because every time I go with North Carolina, they they tend to let me down. So, uh, begrudgingly, I might lean the Tar Heels, but uh, wait, finding a way to win it wouldn't shock me given the way that they have found a way to win some this year. They have been a team of destiny at this point. Um, and it wouldn't shock me if, like you said, CJ, if they do find a way to win at Keenan Memorial but typically we know what the rule is when you've got that ranked team and they're a dog and the other team, you know, and they're on the road, you go with the team that's not ranked and, and, and uh, given the points. Um, another ACC game at noon, number 25, the Pitt Panthers against Duke. Um, and one of the picks that the mage uh, gave us CJ at the top, he said he likes Pitt to, uh, to bounce back and to win by 21, I tend to agree. I think he knows more about football than I do. Um, I'll go ahead and take Pitt to bounce back big there at Wallace Wade Stadium against the Dukies. It's basketball season down there for the Fighting Cutcliffs. Yeah, um, this is one, too. I, I'm I'm with Major on this one. Um, look for Pitt to, to bounce back. Um, you know, sometimes when you come off a, a, a loss like that at home, um, it's good to be on the road, um, and it doesn't hurt when you get you know an opportunity to get right against a team that's not. Um, so not spectacular, this- and you know I will say, CJ, the total sixty four. I'm definitely taking an under in that. I think Pitt defensively will want to show out and show up after that lackluster performance against Miami. Yeah, I, I'm with you because to get to that sixty four, I think you're going to get you know you're going to need some help from Duke, and then you're going to need Pitt's offense to just you know, hammer the scoreboard. Um, that's not really kind of the way they want to do things. Um, you know, they, they, they want to be in the, the upper twenties, um, lower thirties, but they're definitely not going to give that many of Hey, Kenny, Kenny Pickett, uh, let's just say this didn't have one of his best games against Miami. Definitely wasn't one of his worst, but, but I think he wants to rebound and show, show up and show out there Wallace Wade down there in Durham. And I think I would I think I would lean Pitt minus twenty one. I don't think I'd take it. Um but I, I, I like I said, let's roll with major. Let's go with Pitt minus twenty one. Um La Tech and UAB, I'll say this right now, the fighting Kindles getting that many points down at down at Legion Field down there in Birmingham, CJ, take Take Zach's Dragon Blazers, though, I think, in the end. Um, it, Kendall and those boys at La Tech and Rust have not been great. They've got to win out to make a bowl. That feels odd to me, a sucker's type situation, although you're on the right side of being the sucker with 13 and a half. Yeah, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna to give our boy Zach uh, a little tap here. I'm, I'm going to roll with the Blazers. Um and some and a lot of it's just because you know they they were they were the team that helped me win our bet last year when they when they won conference USA. So oh man, you're still bringing up that Woodford bud. You are. Yeah, I, I'm still waiting on that did, Woodford. Too. Did we double or nothing though this year? I thought we did. No, we talked about it, but we never made it official. 
Uh, well, we still got time too. Um, <laughs> the um, you got K State Kansas at noon as well. Two straight weeks now, Kansas State's going to play in that noon window. Next week against the Mountaineers at noon, they're a twenty-four point favorite against Kansas. Do you see Kansas maybe being able to make this competitive? I do, honestly. I I think they could make it competitive. They don't win, but they make it competitive. Yeah, I, I would take them plus. Kansas plus the 24, and the only reason being is is because both of these teams offensively don't scare you. Like, that's just not yeah. how they're built. Um, it's going to be very possession-based. Um, I don't see a lot of points. Now, the one thing that does give me a little bit of pause is Kansas can't stop the run. Is this a week where, you know, Deuce Vaughn goes out and runs for about 80 He's due to have a big, big week. Yeah, that that would be the other thing that gives me a little bit of pause in that um, in that number, but I still think it's going to be very possession limited because of the way both of these teams play offensively. Um, Kansas State by design, and Kansas because they don't really have any other options. Hey, you don't go roll into David Booth Memorial Stadium down there in Lawrence, Kansas, and expect to win. Uh, oh my bad. That's that's the fog. Sorry. Um, and, and, it's, and it's basketball season for Kansas as well. Although I do think they will cover 24. I don't think it'll be close, but I think they'll cover 24, maybe a little backdoor cover action. Uh, maybe like a 38 to like 17-ish type game, maybe potentially. Who knows? Um, the total, that one, you know, it just – I would stay away from that. Uh, one last Mooner siege I do want to hit on real quick. SMU Memphis, SMU on the road, minus four and a half. Uh, I, I will say this. Memphis has been tossing around all over the yard this season, but they've been struggling of late. Lost four out of their last five. Um, SMU's been, you know, a team of destiny until they weren't last week against Dana and the Shockers. The Shocker. I actually called them the Shocker, CJ. Dana wearing that Shocker visor. Um, you know, and losing the way they did on a kickoff return at the buzzer. I mean, you've got to be kidding me. That was unbelievable for SMU. I think they bounced back in a big way, and I'll take the Ponies minus four in the hook. Yeah, I'm I, I'm taking that one. Um, I think they're the better team. And then, you know, as we I'm, – I'm taking it for another reason, too, because as we talked on Tuesday as far as the rankings go, if you're Cincinnati, SMU has to win here. Like, you need them to continue to win games to help strengthen their case. Um, so SMU losing here would not be doing them any favors. Um, but I think SMU is the, is the better team here, and they'll, they'll win by more than four and a half. CJ, yes or no, the 1230 game between Georgia Tech and Miami, Miami's a 10.5-point favorite at home. Are you taking the Canes? Yes or no? No. no. Hmm. So you're not all about the U. You take Georgia Tech. Very interesting. Um, I like my boy. I like my boy Van Dyke. I think Miami's starting to play a little good football. They've won back-to-back ranked games. They lost a three-point game to North Carolina and lost the doink game to Virginia. I'll take the Canes minus the ten and a half CJ with your money, by the way. Um, <laughs> and you know I gotta feel good if I'm doing that. Um, 
one other one I do want to hit on real quick, just because it's almost a running joke, and it's the over-under in the Arkansas State-App State game. Although this week, CJ, I think I would go the other way. Arkansas State's starting to kind of go the other way. They're getting a little bit better defensively. It's 68. I think App State in that running game between Noel, 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 and Cameron Peoples, um, they will kind of be more ball-controlled, limited on the road. I don't see the total getting to 68. And App State, 21-point favorite, uh, probably would take that. Any any disagreement down there in Jonesboro? No, none. Yeah. You know, it's funny. All these games now between, like, Conference USA, the MAC, Sun Belt. It's like all these teams are going new places. So you know, kind of fair world, fair world tours uh, in place at the moment. Um, yeah, it, it, and real quick, because we did kind of skip, because I don't know how many people are really going to be tuned in for it. Does Air Force at eleven thirty lock up the Commander in Chief Trophy? I say no. Give me Army. I, I, I tend to agree with you. It, it, this one's interesting because if they win it, they win the Commander-in-Chief trophy. It'll be over because they've already beat Navy. If Army wins it, then they've got an opportunity. All they got to do is go down and beat Navy to reclaim it. So Air, Air Force can still do it even if they lose, but they need help. I'm with you, though. I, I like Army to find a way to win that one. CJ, I'm, I'm disappointed in myself that I let that thing get, get by me at 1130. Um, well, it's kind of a funky kickoff time. It there, is, you know, but I do love it, though. I do love it on CBS. Oh, it is. That's right. It's, it's you know. No, I take that back. They're playing that in Arlington. Oh, wow. Yeah, that game's being played in Texas. At Chocotawa Stadium there, CJ. I don't know anything about it. I'll be honest. I do want to say this real quick. If you get a chance, look at the, the ESPN kind of stat breakdown for this one. Very intriguing. I mean – Neither team can neither team can throw the ball. Neither team allows allows rushing yards either. Um, it's it's going to be a fun game. I mean, both teams love to run it. Ne- both teams stop the run. Both teams give up passing yards, but neither team can throw the football. The total in this game is thirty seven and a half. CJ, that also feels extremely odd. So it's not a game yeah, I'm that- trying to bet, but it's going to be a fun one to watch as uh, you get ready and geared up for all these other games that are starting. And that game will probably be over by, like, 145. Um, uh, so, just so you know. Um, CJ, let's go ahead here and get into some of the, the, three, the 3 o'clock window here. I do want to hit on it because I think it's important to Cincinnati. They need East Carolina to win. They're a 16-point favorite against Temple. Um, I do think East Carolina is kind of starting to find it a little bit interesting game i think i take the purple pirates down in your neck of the woods to win that thing against temple and major kind of uh talk a little bit about temple earlier so i think it'll be kind of reminiscent of that and i'll take the purple pirates um to get that thing done minus 16 points there cj um yeah i don't disagree with you there hey if a cal arizona game is played in the middle of tucson and no one's there did it happen God, I hope not. Like this, yeah. I'm so glad that's on Pac-12 Network and nobody has to watch it. Cal's a 10-point favorite. Give me, give me Papa Wilcox 
uh, and his boys. Although Arizona, this might be your spot if you're going to get a win. Yeah, I mean, this is one I don't even think the fan bases will care about. This, this, this. The only thing in this one that I want to know is whose crowd's bigger, hand the the crowd at Kansas or the crowd at Arizona. Ooh, I want to know. I want to know. Um, <laughs> I tend CJ, to lean Kansas. I yeah. Wow. I don't know. Let's let's go ahead and uh, move off of that because it, it it's ugly either way you look at it. <laughs> 330 yeah. kicks, CJ. A couple of them I find real interesting. Let's go ahead and start first off and foremost with um, the Baylor-TCU game. Baylor on the road, six-and-a-half-point favorite. All the stuff swirling with Gary Patterson still helping him coach, not really planning, whatever. Um, the Purple Frogs are licking their wounds big time. Baylor, number 12 in the playoff rankings. Does this feel like a game where Duggan kind of really finds finds himself and hits and hits Quentin Johnson a good bit, and TCU kind of wins one for Coach P, or does Baylor absolutely steamroll him? Because six and a half feels really small if Baylor comes out there and does what they're supposed to do. Yeah, this one's interesting. I I would have maybe cited maybe TCU had Patterson, you know, stayed on till the end of the year, but he's done, done. Like he's not even going to finish out the year. Um, and I think just for me, I, I tend to lean Baylor just because TCU's defense just isn't real good. Um, I, I it's mean, horrendous, CJ. Not really. Yeah, I was I was trying to be nice. Um, CJ, quit being nice to teams that have bad defenses. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Good point. Um, I mean, they. I mean, they're just they're not good. Um, on any level. Um, yeah. I never thought I'd say this about a Gary Patterson coached or recruited team um but they're soft uh, they're they're soft they are they're sharp and you know the the uh, we watched wvu go down there who struggled offensive line wise and that game seemed to kind of when the light bulb came on and they got really right because they were just shoving them around um baylor i expect to do the exact same thing um i keep saying i feel like you know gary bohannon's due for one of those games where he throws three or four picks and he probably is but i I don't see it being this one. No, I don't either, CJ. Very interesting. I find two kind of statistically weird things about this game, right? Um, TCU is averaging 31.5 points per game, and they are giving up 31.5 points per game. Kind of weird, right? And then Baylor is outscoring their opponents by exactly 18. They score 37.4, and they give up 19.4. Um, but they're so good. That running game is very good with Bohannon. And, you know, Abraham Smith kind of just bulldogs people. Um, I imagine he's going to get himself over a 1,000 yards on the season in this game. Give me Baylor to win this one big. Um, I think, like you said, had Patterson been around, maybe they rallied the troops, but I don't think that they'll show up for this one. Although the game in – although the game's in Fort Worth, so – maybe just maybe you try to win one last one for coach P maybe they keep it close. Um, I will say this though, CJ, the total being at 58 in this game, I really kind of think that might be an over in this one. Yeah, I do too. Um, and I think Baylor's going to get you a really big chunk of that. Um, and, and they'll probably give up a couple of plays. I mean, you know, Quentin, 
you know, Johnston's a, is a big, tall, physical wide receiver. He's he's really kind of tough to guard. So, I mean, I could see them giving up, you know, one or two. Maybe Zach Evans hits a big one. Um, but I'm, I'm kind of with you. I, I like the over in this one just because I think Baylor's going to be able to score a bunch of points at will. Absolutely, CJ. Um, NBC at 330, Navy 2-6, and six, going to South Bend to take on the Irish, number 10 in the country. Cincinnati wants Notre Dame to keep winning. Notre Dame's a 21-point favorite. Do they cover the spread? I think they do, um, simply just because I Navy defensively, while they're they're starting to get a little bit better, um, and you can see that, you know, really transpire over the last couple of weeks for them. I just Notre Dame offensively is is better than what they've than what they saw last week. Um, you know, it, I don't, you know, I mean, they held down a pretty good Cincinnati offense, but I think a lot of that was Cincinnati just making mistakes that they hadn't made all year um, and leaving plays out there. Notre Dame defensively um, is, is really starting to get kind of stout in some areas. Navy can't exploit what Notre Dame can't do, which is, they struggle against the pass. Navy can't do that. Navy's way too one-dimensional to, to find a way to win this thing. And they're not that dynamic, explosive on that side anymore. I, I'd agree, CJ, with you on that. Although I do think this. I do think I would take Navy plus 21 points, especially if you get a hook up to 21 and a half. Um, uh, I mean, Notre Dame is a good rush defense, like you said, but that system's different, right? And it's not easy to prepare for. And the only other thing that I will say is Navy's rush defense getting a little bit better, and the Irish are able to run the ball with Kieran Williams. Um, I, I kind of like an under in this game, um, but I do not love the 21 uh, points for Notre Dame, honestly. Um, just just has a weird feel about it to me. I think Navy might keep it a little closer than the experts think out there in the desert. Um, CJ, this one at 330 – needs to be talked about real quickly because I feel like it's the first time we've not let off our pick em pod with this game because Cincinnati's out of the noon window um, and hosting Tulsa at 3.30. Um, the Bearcats, you know, 8-0, got totally disrespected. We talk a lot about them and then bring them out, playoff pod. Um, CJ, think they're going to be pissed. Um, and I think – that that spread at 22 and a half might not be big enough. Although Tulsa, not a terrible team, although they did just lose the Navy on Friday night. So maybe there's some aggression coming there for the golden hurricane. Yeah. Um, I love Cincinnati big in this one. I think they're going to come out mad. They're going to come out disrespected. Um, and I think they're going to want to try and put, you know, style points for the lack of a better way of saying it um, kind of on display um for that I, I saw an interesting quote today um from Gus Malzahn um you know formerly of hmm. Auburn now at Central Florida his quote was I've played UGA and Bama every year and I know exactly what it looks like they're right there they're a team that can win the whole thing talking about Cincinnati I think he's right and I think he's I think he's dead right now some people need to start really paying attention and watching games and not just looking at box scores. But I think yeah. this is a game where since 
bad. They come out wanting to prove something. It's in Nippert. Crowd's going to be fired up because they have been all year. They know they feel disrespectful for them to put some style points on the board and say, yeah, we've had a couple of close ones the last two weeks, but we're about to put the hammer down. Yeah. And, you know, it's funny talking with Major there in the WVU pod. He said, Cincinnati used to be one of those ones we liked going to play because they were an easy win, right? Not anymore, obviously. What Fickle's done is incredible. Nippert, one of the most historic sites in college football. They're going to be rocking CJ. Uh, like you said, such a cool place. Have you ever been? I have. Um, actually, Timothy's first uh, football, college football game uh, was um, there in Cincinnati um, when Houston came into town, uh, when they were ranked um, a couple oh, years back. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, we were up there. Bree had to be up there at Cincinnate Children's. We were I remember that, buddy. Overnight. I remember you telling me that now. And so back in the day. Yeah. yeah so we, we got tickets and went and saw it. And um, he had a blast. Um, and actually, I'm going to have him over Thanksgiving when they travel down here to Greenville. So we, we, we might be headed over to watch them play on uh, Black Friday. Very cool. So you might be seeing the Bearcats in person. Yeah. I like that, CJ. I like it. I'll tell you this, too. The total in this thing at, at a double nickel at 55, Cincinnati might get that themselves because how pissed off they are. And if Tulsa gets anything for you, That's I think you take that over. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Ritter Ritter's going to put on a show here, CJ. Um, the next 330 kick, man, let's go ahead and go with the game in the Big Ten. Michigan State, Perdont. The Boilermakers, and yes, I said Perdont. Purdue, actually, is, we like to call them Perdont. Um, Michigan State, 8-0, number three in the country. They're a three-point favorite on the road. Is this a spot they should be weary of? I think it can be. Um, and the only reason I say that is, is this is a Michigan State team coming in here didn't have a ton of expectations. They had zero expectations, yeah. CJ. Yeah, so now you're 8-0. You're getting patted on the back. You're number three in the CPF or the CFP. Okay. You're five in the polls that to me. Either way, CJ on the yeah. CFP, CPF, it's, it's all relative. Yeah. You know, so, you know, you came off a big win. You beat Michigan. Now you got to go on the road to a team who's already knocked off, but, you know, number two team in the nation. And did it in Iowa's building. Now they get the opportunity mm-hmm. at home. Can you can you rise up again if you're Michigan State? Can you put that one behind you? Can you get the emotional stuff and get up for a Purdue team that, quite frankly, yeah, you are better than, but can't just roll the ball out and beat them. This is a very interesting spot. It's kind of like West Virginia, Oklahoma State. You've had two really big emotional get-up games. Can you do it a third consecutive week? Well, now Michigan State, can you do it a second week? But more importantly, do it on the road. I like Michigan State to win this thing, but I think it's going to be close. I think three is right on the number. CG, I want to tell you this, and and I kind of agree with you on three being on the number. The total, by the way, 53 in the hook. Um, I've got a weird feeling. That's right, too. I'm with you. I've got a weird feeling about Purdue. Um, the one thing Michigan State does not do well at all defensively, and that's stop the pass. And Purdue, 
is probably one of the best teams in the Big Ten in terms of throwing the football. Um, now, granted, do they run it enough to keep it all to keep Michigan State and Sparty off balance? I'm not sure. And do they stop the run well enough to you know even even kind of slow down and make Michigan State have to be balanced offensively? Because if Kenneth Walker runs all over all over Purdue, it's going to be a long day. Um, so, and we know that Michigan State likes to establish themselves, and they've been doing it all year. The Spartans are tough. Um, so tricky. Uh, you know, Mage ended up taking uh, Michigan State minus the three. I could easily, easily see this thing going Purdue's way, but I think I'll roll with him, man, and I think I'll take the Spartans to live and see to live to see another week. Um, before maybe they get a little bit of a tricky game um, down the stretch with Penn State or Maryland sandwiched in between that Ohio State game. Yeah, I just I, I think Michigan State finds a way to win simply just because of Walker, um, physical back who can run away from people too. Um, this is a little different than Iowa for Purdue. Iowa, you know, doesn't necessarily have that big home run explosiveness in their offense. Walker has that all by himself, and I think he ends up being the difference. I like that, CJ, and you can watch that on ABC at 3.30. Um, let's hit on the other, the other big 3.30 kick before we get a little more extended for you than normal on this pod about West Virginia. Um, but let's go down to Cowfield, Texas A&M and Auburn, number 13, number 14, uh, A&M a four-and-a-half-point favorite, and the total on this one, CJ, is 49 in the hook. I kind of love the total of 49 in the hook, although both these defenses are good. But I think both offenses are good enough to score points, um, although the quarterback play in this game, Calzada and Knicks. I mean, Knicks, like, Knicks makes plays, but yet his numbers are not impressive. I don't get it sometimes. What are you thinking? Yeah, this one's really kind of funky because it's like, how is Auburn six and two with with Bo Nix at quarterback, right? Because he's looked really bad at times. He's looked great at times, and it happens in game. Like one drive, he looks fantastic. Another drive, he looks awful. It it's weird. <clears throat> I think. <sighs> I'm tending to lean a little here towards towards Auburn, um, you know, coming off two big wins, one against Arkansas, one against Ole Miss. Maybe a little bit of momentum going their way, feeling pretty good, trying to push themselves towards, you know, a shot at the SEC title game with, you know, Alabama still, still left ahead of, you know, to play. I, I don't know. This one just feels like a spot where Auburn maybe finds a way to pull this one out. Let's put it this way. Auburn still has a chance to, to get into the playoff. A&M, I'm not as sure about. But then again, they're, they're literally no separation between them in the rankings. Should be a fun one. I think in the end, give me the home team. And, uh, man, I continue to roll with Major here. Major took the took the Aggies at home as well. Um, but I think it's a smart play. I mean, if they can beat Bama there, I think they can beat Auburn too. Um, but I will say, CJ, I do love the total there to hit, to hit at least 50 points. Um, next game there, CJ, 
that we want to hit on, and I want to get your feelings on it. Um, our Mountaineers at home, three and a half point dog. The total is at forty nine at the moment. What are you thinking, buddy? Yeah, um, I I actually really do have kicked this one around. I I like the Mountaineers at home here. Um, third straight week we talked about it. Can they can they rise up? You know, you've had two really big big emotional wins, right? TCU to to, to end that six hundred day plus losing streak six, on the road. Six ninety four, as yeah, our almost, boy Copernicus told us. Yeah, almost seven hundred. Okay. Long time. So you get that done and out of the way. Then you come home against a very good Iowa State team, which, you know, a lot of people would have said probably at that point the best playing the best in the Big 12. And you find a way to, quite frankly, beat them at their own game by being more physical. Now can you do it for a third week? How much is really left in the tank mentally, physically, you know, you're dealing with two two guys now done for the year, Michael Laughlin, Nick Troy Fortune. Although both have pretty good replacements that had yeah, TJ damn Banks good stepped, games against Iowa State. Yeah, because TJ Banks stepped right in and blocked well, which was what was really hampering him, but he, he showed up in a big way there. I love this team. If this game was in Stillwater, I would not like WVU's chances. But this thing is at home. Oklahoma State's got to come all the way over here, make the long trip, 330 kick, crowd's going to be excited, you know, new life into this team and into this program. And I think Letty Brown's going to be the difference because I think he's a little tired of hearing about Warren and how good he is and Lala. And I think Letty wants to rise up and go, whoa, whoa, whoa. I am the defending running back in this conference. Defending rushing champ. Yeah, and I think him and the offensive line are going to want to step up, show out. Deggy's going to be efficient. And he's and and Deggy and Letty Brown are going to make one or two additional plays that Sanders and Warren can't. Crowd's going to be another part of the factor. I love the Mountaineers at home. Give me the Mountaineers plus three and a half and to win outright. CJ, I love every bit of what you just said. I do need to score, though, from you real quick. All right. <clears throat> give me give me a second consecutive week. We go over 30. Yes, sir. I'm going to go 37-21. Let them know. Leave no doubt tonight. Leave no doubt tonight. No doubt. They shouldn't have played the old golden blue. Not this night. CJ, love love the pick of the Mounties, buddy, especially three in the hook. I want the money line, too. It's at plus 145, just so you're aware of that. Uniform combos look pretty cool for the Mountaineers uh, with the Stars and Bars helmet, although we don't seem to win in those helmets. Just saying, uh, hopefully that trend will reverse on Saturday in Morgantown. So, CJ, a couple of the 330 games that I kind of want to hit on real quickly and kind of play a little would you rather. Uh, Would you rather have Charlotte at home minus six against Rice or have Middle Tennessee State plus 16 and a half at West Kentucky? 
You're speechless. I am a little bit. Um, give, <laughs> give me Charlotte minus the six. And the only reason I say that is is because I'm not so sure there's high school teams there in the state of Texas that they could stop. Rice, you mean? Hmm. Yeah, there, 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 there's high school teams in Texas that could score at will on this Rice defense. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. Um, Colorado State, Wyoming, I find to be interesting. Could get a weather situation up there potentially this time of year. You never know, although it says that it's supposed to be 61 at War Memorial Stadium Saturday in Wyoming. Uh, total 40, 40 and a half. That might get a play for me, CJ. Getting telling a team two teams they got only got to score forty one, just find that to be interesting. Could see that definitely happening. Yeah, I love the over in this one because I think you know both teams are you know we are going to score in the mid twenties. I do actually Duke. You know me. I've been on the Rams this year. Uh, Give give me the Rams to to find a way to pull that thing out and get to five and to get to four and five. Hmm. Okay. I don't. I I think Wyoming might cover because I think the hook's going to get you. We we love Centrino, and it's kind of weird that like Wyoming is a dog to them, but you know the fighting Josh Allen's might not get it done. Last three thirty kick CJ, and I want to bring it up because it's two old Eastern Conference rivals, Penn State Maryland. Maryland's a ten point dog at home in the Snake Pit. Penn State coming off of two losses in a row, the overtime defeat to Illinois, in which they could barely get over twenty points, and they didn't in the loss. And then the game against Ohio State where they showed up a little more. Penn State, 10-point favorite. What do you think? Yeah, this one's interesting. And and actually, Penn State's actually lost three in a row because um, they lost to Iowa, too. So Oh, wow. They had the bye. That's correct. Yeah. So they are literally free-falling at the moment. Yeah, they are. and But it almost kind of feels like maybe this is maybe an opportunity for them to get right against Maryland. I don't know who, because God only knows what you get out of Maryland. Like they started the year and you're like, man, that's a pretty good team. And then. Well, it sure helps when you, it sure helps when they get four turnovers given to. True. True. I I do like Penn state maybe here to find a way to kind of right the ship. Penn state's issue this year hasn't been defense. It's it's their offense has been what's really bogged them down. in uh, this last three, four weeks. I'm with you, CJ, and I think Tua is still playing. And I say Tua because it's it's Teal, but Tagovailoa has still been playing pretty good football. Maryland, to me, is not as much of a dumpster fire at this point in time um, as Penn State in terms of the, just you know kind of where they're at. I mean, they they start off the year four zero, get boat raced by Iowa, where they turn it over a bunch. Then they get boat raced by Ohio State. Then Minnesota beats them. They finally do respond last week and beat Indiana at home by three. I do see Maryland playing tough. Um, I'd love to get this up to 10 in the hook. Um, but I think Maryland can pull this thing off and play well. And uh, that was one of Major's picks there as well there, CJ. He did take the Terps plus the 10 at home. Um, I, I think I think he's right yet again. Yeah, I'm, I'm not going to disagree with him here. Um, maybe if this thing was in Happy Valley, I'd go the other way. I'd agree um, with you. I think 100%. I, I, yeah, I, I think Maryland being at home, um, they're going to find a way to, to at least to, to be inside of that number. And I think maybe 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 T-squared makes a play and they find a way to, to win this thing um, outright and get the bowl eligible. 
I mean, I kind of it kind of feels like that'd be a good spot for him to do it, right? DJ, we got a couple four o'clockers here, and one of which is very interesting to me because it's a team that kind of was on everyone's radar. Then they've lost some games. Now they're a home favorite. And again, what do we say? When the team's at home and the other team's ranked and the ranked team is the dog, you take you take the team that's the favorite at home. Give me Arkansas. Woo, pig suey. The Hogs, minus four and a half. I'll take them to beat the number 17th ranked Mississippi State, although I do still want to root for Mike Leach because of that candy loving. Give me some of their clusters. But uh, in the end, I do think Arkansas uh, gets this win. Yeah, I'm kind of leaning that way as well. Um, I, I like Arkansas at home here. Um, you know, I mean, you got to wonder how maybe their season would be a little different. Uh, you you know, then they probably probably should really be six and two. Um, kind of a, you know, shootout there. Well, not kind of. It was a shootout with Ole Miss. You know, you get a, a ball bounces your way maybe a little differently. You find a way to win that one. You know, the, the Georgia game is what I think a lot of people kind of maybe saw coming. Um, you know, you find a way to beat Auburn or, you know, you were in that game there with Auburn for a little bit. I, I, I like Arkansas a little bit more than I do do the Bulldogs there at Mississippi State. Um, this thing is, this thing being in Fayetteville, yeah, give me that crowd to be hyped up and riled up and them to, to find a way. And, and CJ, I think the main thing for me in this one, as good as Will Rogers is throwing the football, KJ Jefferson is just a little bit better at making plays in general. I think Arkansas has more balance than Mississippi State. Um, they only average 54.4 yards a game rushing on the season, Mississippi State. Give me Arkansas. Four and a half. I think it feels good. Although I will say the total of 55 in the hook feels very low to me. Although both teams have pretty good defenses, so maybe that doesn't come to pass. I don't know. Very intriguing game from from Razorback Stadium for sure. Yeah, and the interesting thing is, is you say that, and Mississippi State can't or doesn't run the football. I mean, take your pick there. <laughs> but the one thing they do on the defensive side of the ball is, is they make sure you can't run it on them. And that's going to be kind of interesting to watch because that's really what Arkansas builds everything off of. Can Arkansas get that ground game going against a very good rush defense? If they can – pig suey if they can't and they get very one-dimensional like georgia made them it get it, it then mississippi state will have that roadmap there that's going to be the interesting part of this one to watch I, i'd agree with you cj um next contest acc network number 19 nc state don't turn your back on the wolf back goes to dope campbell to take on florida state the knolls Starting to play a little football after the 0-4 start. They won three in a row, including wins for Syracuse and North Carolina before the loss to Clemson last week in what was the worst bad beat of all time. Um, I still feel bad for Jamie on that one. Uh, and that's why he will continue to have up some picks up on Twitter for us this week because it almost felt wrong um, and for him as well. <laughs> Um, yeah, and I, because I, I was completely with him on that one. I, 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 I was one hundred percent with him. I had that on, on mine as well. So yeah, mine, 
that that one hurts. Um, Good thing I didn't ride with you guys on that because wow. Um, but, but but our point was still valid. They shouldn't have been spotting nine to nobody. Uh, yeah, but you know what? The y'all's point was valid, but who ended up getting cash in the ticket? That would have been your boy. Just saying. Um, and, you know, hey, winners are winners no matter how you get them, uh, even though bad beats hurt even worse. Um, Florida State, though, a two-and-a-half-point dog at home and playing better football. Feels weird to me. Feels like it could be a Florida State game. Don't know why, CJ, but have that weird feeling. I might end up turning my back on the Wolfpack, um, which will probably be a bad idea in the end, but I could see it. Although I will say this, CJ, the total at 56 does feel decent um, for an under. And I think if it gets up higher as the week continue, as, as we get closer to kickoff there Saturday, um, I definitely like that under even more uh, for down there at Dope Campbell. Yeah, I'm with you. I love that under. Um, and I'm actually going to agree with you. I like Florida State here they're starting to play better. You're starting to kind of see some life come back into this program a little bit. Um, you know, Jordan Travis is playing, playing some pretty good football right now. Um, I feel like maybe things are starting to slow down for him a little bit, kind of getting into a groove that Corbin kid can run the ball. I, I, I feel like this is a spot here where Florida State kind of rises up. They get to four and five, signature win, and maybe start kind of pushing them back towards a, a relevant look of what they used to be. I agree. And sometimes, though, too, CJ, sometimes you got to hit rock bottom, right? And I think Florida State might have finally hit rock bottom, and now they're coming back up. CJ, I want to get a, a take on the six o'clock game here. Coastal Carolina goes to Georgia Southern. Coastal's a 20-point, or excuse me, 19-and-a-half-point favorite on the road. That feels odd to me, but yet, especially coming off of Coastal's um, loss there a few weeks back, Coastal's finally playing on a game day that's not a weeknight. I kind of like them to kind of show out and show up there against Georgia Southern. Yeah, I do too. Um, you know, coastal offensively. Um, I mean, Greg McCall, that thing's efficient. Yeah, well, and that's the thing is, is you, you look at their offensive numbers and you talk about balance and efficient and explosive. It's all three. 291 through the air, 231 on the ground, almost 232 on the ground. Like they're averaging 522, almost 523 yards offense. Like, they're explosive, but they're balanced. They're efficient. They don't typically beat themselves. Defensively, they make you work for everything. And Georgia Southern defensively has been a paid wet paper bag. <laughs> yeah, they have. I, just, I, I don't see any way that, you know, Coastal doesn't go down there and, and put on a show and, and, and walk out of uh, – Good old Statesboro, Georgia, um, with anything less than a three-touchdown win. Whew. Interesting, CJ. Very interesting. I do want to hit on another 6 o'clocker before we get to the night games at 7.30. And these night, these are night games at 6. But play the music.
the herd, CJ, goes to Boca, a one and a half point favorite versus the remnants of the lane train, the new Willie Taggart crew at FAU. Both teams are five and three. Both teams are three and one in the conference. I find this game to be a very exciting game and one that I will definitely watch on Facebook on my way back from Morgantown on Saturday evening. And it's on Facebook again, CJ. Get your laughs out now. <laughs> well, you know, sometimes, you know, that happens. I mean, good for Marshall. Tough- they won't have to deal with this in conference uh, in the Sun Belt anymore because that was a remnant of the Conference USA deal. They didn't want to play games on week on weeknights, so they got to play games on Facebook. Uh, you reap what you sow. Yeah, and it's – I don't know. I, it sucks. I mean, it sucks. Let's it, just be it, honest. It, it does. It sucks. But at the same time, like the ESPN Plus for West Virginia last week wasn't the greatest. So, it – yeah. Um, th- but I'm with you. This one's kind of very intriguing. Um, both teams coming in, riding on winning streaks. Um, I really do like what Willie Taggart's got going on down there. Um, this one feels kind of funky. Like, it it's essentially a pick 'em. Um, you know, they're at one and a half. I kind of want to lean FAU, and the only reason that I want to lean that way is because Grant Wells has not been – great at you know not turning the ball over this isn't the punishing run game that they had last year like this one feels like it could be SAU but at the same time I could see Marshall going down there and getting a big win getting to six and three and all of a sudden sitting in control of their destiny here's what I'm going to tell you I think that Huff and those guys have been talking about closing the gap all year right finishing it off playing for championships Um, and I get a feeling that Rasheen Ali in that run game is a lot better than you're giving it credit for. Uh, I think Grant Wells and those boys are holding on to the football a little bit better of late. I think they'll be they'll play clean on Saturday evening down there. The Cozy Perry, very good player, but I do really like um, Marshall's defense a little bit better than I like FAU's defense. Both teams are kind of, like you said, they, they mirror each other so much. Um, it's going to be very interesting. I like Marshall's receiving core probably better than I like FAU's. I mean, they've got a trio of guys in, in Gamage and Ahmed and then Willie Johnson who are electric. And then you add in Xavier Gaines at tight end. I think Marshall has too many weapons, CJ. I'll take the herd to, to cover and win the football game. Um, and I think their defense is really, really playing well against Conference USA opponents. Uh, I think Marshall's got what it takes here, CJ. And I think, like you said, once they get that win, they're sitting six and three, controller and destiny. By the way, though, real quick here, CJ, did you hear about the squirrel that scored the touchdown down in Huntington last week in their game versus FIU? No, I did not. Oh man. We'll make sure that we put that on the uh, on the on the old Twitter page there for people to take a look at. What's hilarious? The bands ended up playing when he scored the touchdown. Post game press conference, they ended up having a whole situation where they asked him about, uh, you know, asked him about the squirrel, and he kind of gave an answer that was really funny about how they were evaluating him offense versus defense. He had good change in direction. 
Um, a lot easier to do after you win a game 38 nothing. One other thing about this. About so he Marshall, didn't give you a Nick Saban eye roll? Oh, no. He was all about it. <laughs> um, but like his like his uh, his mentor, Nick Saban, he lets his guys play at the end of games. And him and Butch Davis got into a frosty exchange. Um, but in all fairness, Butch Davis was throwing the ball on fourth down, down 38 nothing. So Huff, you know, with his backups decided, you know what, I'm going to let my guys throw it. And it was interesting to say the least as they were walking off the field Saturday down there at the gym. You know what? And here's my thing. And I, I, I don't have an issue with that. Um, you know, I, I kind of, you know, lean, you know, Steve Spurrier was really famous for doing that. You know, even when he has backups and didn't change the game plan. And, and I kind of like what Spurrier said, you know, these guys deserve an opportunity to run the offense too. Like they put in the time they put in the practice. You don't like it. Find a way to stop us. They deserve it. And exactly. You know, it's funny. You said that Spurrier said that former, um, former running back at Marshall during the Chad Pinkton era, Doug Chapman, who's a pretty, pretty good announcer in his own right. Um, said the same exact thing, CJ, very intriguing. I'm excited for that one. Going to throw it up on Facebook on the ride home from Morgantown. And hope the herd can uh, go down there and get a big road win, and like you said, take control of Conference USA East Division. So let's play the music. Now, CJ, we're into the seven o'clockers here, man. LSU. <laughs> 28-and-a-half-point dog against Bama. Do we see any way that they even cover? We know they're not going to win. I, I'm going to say no simply just from the fact that, you know, Alabama offensively, um, you know, is uh, – and you've seen it really over the last handful of years, um, explosive offensively. That's not going to change. You know, Bryce Young's going to have a big day. I just I don't know if LSU quite can quite kind of keep pace with what Bama's going to be able to do. I I, I like the tide to roll big. I, I do too, CJ. Although I will say, twenty eight and a half points is absolutely crazy talk. Um, but it is. Bama. I like it more than I do thirty nine for Georgia. Uh, I'd agree with you on that, one hundred percent. Um, but, but I mean, I think LSU, you know, right. I mean, they've, they've risen up, they've beaten a couple teams this year. I, I'm not saying they're going to win again. I keep saying that I, I will not say they're going to win. Although I will say this, I do think Max Johnson's ability to, to make a play or two will allow LSU to score a few points. And I, and I get a weird feeling that while Bama, um, you're never going to look ahead of LSU, right? especially in New Mexico State, who we do know now, CJ, after we've told us this a couple times now, does own two losses on the season to Hawaii. Um, so, uh, and then they're not, I don't know. I mean, 20 and a half is so big. That's just so big, CJ. And the total 66 and a half, I mean, it, it's, it just feels weird in a lot of different ways. Um, I do feel like Coach O, and his boys might just kind of rise up and play well, kind of like last year when Florida was expected to steamroll them to get into the playoff um, and kind of set up that, you know, game where if they won, great. If they didn't, 
they'd probably still make it versus Bama. Could see that same situation here. Uh, and LSU plays well. They won't win, but they'll play well. Um, CJ, another SEC game at seven from the big grocery store. Kentucky now off two straight losses. Host Tennessee. Tennessee's a one-point favorite on the road. Thoughts there? I don't get it. and It's it's like we said, it's kind of why they build towers out of ivory there in Vegas. But I think it's because Tennessee can score, and they yeah, don't think Kentucky I, can. Yeah, and I, I don't know. I, I like Kentucky to rebound here um, after, you know, two really ugly, ugly outings. Offensively, for sure. Yeah, so, and, you know, because they weren't real good offensively, it put their defense in some bad positions. Uh, I know Tennessee can score points, but there's just something, I don't know. I kind of like what Stoops has going down there in Lexington. I think, you know, Levis finds a way to make a couple of plays. You know, Rodriguez Jr. running back for them. Uh, give me the Wildcats. I'm going to disagree with you and say not so fast, my friend. Mm-hmm. Give me Tennessee. I like Herndon Hooker. Wow, um, you're off the uh, UK train. I think I am, CJ. Because um, Tennessee played well against Bama before getting before losing. That game with Ole Miss was a crazy game where the where the mustard bottle still on the field um, down there down there in Knoxville. I'll take Tennessee to. To not only obviously win the game because um, they're a minus a one point favorite, so I'll take them. I just I don't buy what I'm seeing out of Kentucky, and I think Tennessee defensively is definitely good enough against the pass. Uh, is their weakness, and Kentucky doesn't throw the ball well. They do a decent job against the run. I think Tennessee's explosive on offense. I think they get it done versus Kentucky at the big grocery store. Give me the balls, um, CJ. And a Big Ten game at night, Northwestern hosting Iowa. Do your Purple Cats of the North there in Chicago uh, have a chance? And actually, we know it's not Chicago, it's Evanston. Um, do they have a chance to cover against Iowa? I want to say they do simply just because <clears throat> I don't know if. I, I I haven't been sold on Iowa offensively all year. Um, Nobody has CJ. I'll say this yeah. though too: the total in that game at forty and a half screams like you should take it over, but don't take the under. Yeah, definitely take the under in this one because um, I I don't think I mean neither offense really you know wows you. Um, they're both kind of you know basic as far as that goes. I think Iowa probably finds a way to win, but I don't know. Northwestern could be kind of that pesky team, um, you know, especially at home. I, give me Northwestern plus twelve, but I think maybe, I, but Iowa probably gets out of gets out of Illinois there at seven and two. I'd agree with that, CJ. Definitely would agree with that. So now I've got we've got a couple other seven thirty kicks or not one last seven o'clock kick Boise Fresno Fresno is playing great football they're a five-point favorite at home against Boise Boise on name recognition alone I think is this four and four spot right now um yeah Bachmeyer's okay but I think Hainer's better um I do think that Boise's kind of come around a little bit 
with that BYU win, tough loss to Air Force. Um, they played Nevada tough. Uh, but in the end, go ahead and give me Fresno. I think they're playing at the, playing good football at the right time. They lost a tough one on the island, Hawaii, but they did also beat UCLA. I, I don't think this is your typical Boise team being able to run the ball and Fresno stops the run. I think then that'll allow them to pin the ears back and get after Bachmeyer. I really like this Fresno team, CJ. I'll take a minus the five. Yeah, I'm, I love Fresno in this game. Um, it, They're also 6-3 and three versus spread. Yeah. And and if you haven't got a chance to watch Fresno State play, uh, Jalen Cropper, uh, their junior wideout, um, he's been phenomenal. Um, 61 catches, 10 of those have been for scores. Um, you know, he's, he's playing really well. Might be – you could put him on that list as far as underrated wide receivers in college football goes. Um, he just finds ways to make big catches and big plays. Yeah, give, give, give me the Bulldogs there at Fresno State to get it done against uh, Boise. I like it, CJ. And and they have the red and white checkerboard end zones out there in Fresno. Oh, if love them. Love them. And, 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 and it's also not a night game for them, kind of a day variety out there in in the San Fernando Valley uh, with that uh, nice little uh, V that green varsity V on the back of their helmets there for the Napa Valley. I uh, learned that from a buddy of mine, Don Delaney, who uh, came out, came out from California. Uh, so definitely watch out for them. Some seven thirty kicks, CJ. I kind of want to go rapid fire on these real quick here. Um, Indiana and Michigan, Michigan minus 20. Does Tom Allen and the boys rise up? I would love to say yes, but this is kind of your Jim Harbaugh off a lost spot where his team tends to come out kind of pissed off and mad. Um, they know they let one get away last week against Michigan State. Um, I think they come out, um, get that taste out of their mouth. Um, you know, for as good as Penix Jr. was last year, he just has not been the same this year. Um, this 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 one's going to be very, very tough. Um, you know, Penix obviously still crushed with that shoulder, still kind of messed up. Um, give, give me Michigan at home to, to, to roll. I agree, CJ, and I think I take the 20. I think I take Michigan minus the 20 for sure. Um, Florida and South Carolina, two four and four teams. South, South Carolina is an 18-point dog at home at Williams-Brice. I kind of like South Carolina to cover this game. Regardless of how bad the quarterback play is, I like the Gamecocks um, to at least cover. I don't think they win, but give me them to cover. Yeah, I'm with you. I like them to cover. Um, I think Florida finds a way to win, but 18's a, 18 feels like a really big number for this Florida team. And, CJ, also, I'm holding a ticket from the beginning of the season that South Carolina would get over four and a half wins. So I need one more of these bad boys, buddy. Um Come on, Coach Beamer. Let's find a way. Um, another team from the state of South Carolina, CJ, Clemson, they're a four-point favorite at Louisville. Do you think Clemson wins the football game? I think Louisville might just get this one. Yeah, this one's, this, this, this one's interesting. Um, you know, because we, we talked last weekend, is this where maybe fine, you know, against Florida State, is this where Clemson maybe finally gets a little right? Obviously, that was not the case. Um, they are struggling. Mildly. Or is Florida State getting better though? Just remember. Yeah, I, I think I think you can make a case both ways. Um, I think right now for Clemson, um, 
you know, offensively, they have really, really struggled, which has hurt their defense um, because it's put them on the field a bunch and in some pretty uneasy spots. Um, I'm with you. I like Louisville. This thing's at home. It, it, you know, and, and Clemson's still kind of everybody's target in that conference because of the dominance they've had. Um, yeah, I kind of like the the Cardinal here to, to get to five and four and exercise some some demons that, you know, Clemson's put them through over the and last you know what's, five you, years. You know what's funny, though, CJ? I actually think Clemson's going to win the game, but I don't think they win by four. They're one and seven versus spread for a reason. I bet you they win this thing like 24-21. Yeah, I could see that. I just I, literally I mean, right on the number too. By the way, forty six and a hook for the total. Yeah, I I I'm actually going to roll with Louisville to win this thing outright. Um, I just I think Cunningham uh, makes makes one more play than than DJ does, and that's the difference. And you know what? He's more likely to right now as well. Um, CJ two last two. There's two. Um, actually, excuse me, three more 7.30 games. Let's hit the one out west first. Oregon, number four, most overrated team in the playoff poll, I think, without doubt. Um, goes to Washington, a team that's really struggled and hasn't been the same Husky squad, but they're playing in Seattle. That place rattles and shakes up there. I've got a weird feeling that, that Washington might just pull this thing off and get this win. Um they don't. They're not great on offense, but Oregon, ever since they lost Verdell, has not been that great offensively either. Minus this Colorado game, although then again, they did kind of rise up against UCLA. Maybe they are finding it. Maybe I'm really riding off Oregon at the wrong time. They are a seven point favorite. Totals at fifty one. What are you thinking, buddy? I'm with you. I love Washington plus the seven here. Um, they're at home. Oregon. But is it a sucker bet though? You know, and it, and it might be, um, but I'm with you. I think Oregon's living off an Ohio State win that's probably not as good as some people want to give it. Um, you know, I mean, Oregon lost to a very average Stanford team, was in a dogfight against a very average Cal team. Um, I, I'm with you. This one feels like kind of a funky spot in Seattle, Husky Stadium. Things can get weird up there. It's going to be raining. It just kind of feels like that spot where somebody's going to shake up the playoff standings. I just I'm kind of with you. I feel like this might be the spot, and and UW kind of rises up and 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 knocks down that first domino. Yeah, and if they knock down that domino, be real interesting to see how that domino affects the boys from Columbus and the Buckeyes because. Uh, I want to see how that plays out for sure once Oregon does potentially take that L. Although they might not, and they might run the table and probably be in the playoff because at this point in time when you're number four and you don't lose, I doubt you're going anywhere. Um, 7.30 here, a new Big 12 team going up against a team in South Florida from the old Big East. Um, CJ, Houston, a 13-point favorite on the road. I love Dane and the Shocker Visors to continue the role and maybe make that game with Cincinnati really mean something. You say the same thing? Yeah. Um, UCF offensively is is not good. Um, they're inept. They're inept, CJ, let's be yeah, honest. Yeah, yeah. They're they're really bad on that side of the ball. Defensively, they there's high school teams down there in Florida they couldn't stop. Um, 
Dana's got this thing kind of rolling. Um, they're know, slinging it. They're playing good defense. They're doing everything right right now. Yeah, and amazing. <coughs> you know, last year we were talking about him potentially the hot seat, and now I can't. Not I can't so even, much. CJ, I can't even do that impression of him without coughing. It's unbelievable. It, it's like his voice just brings about coughs. <coughs> um, yeah, he always sounds like he has a really bad case of lately. Yeah. But you know what? They're playing good football. You got to give Houston a lot of credit. They will roll down there at Raymond James Stadium in Tampa against South Florida. CJ, I do want to hit on this one for a minute because I do find this one to be very, very intriguing. Texas going to Iowa State, the last pick that Major had there. Um, the Longhorns are four and four. Texas obviously not back. Iowa State obviously not arrived after last week. They're a six and a half point favorite at home against the Longhorns, FS1, Jack Trice Stadium, going to be rocking. Do you take Brock Purdy and the boys to cover? I think I do. Um, I do, too. Uh, Brocktober is officially over, but... And it go, and it went out with a loss, CJ. Yeah. Um, hopefully, because um, let's do remember, he, 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 he can come back, but that's okay. CJ, don't you do it. Don't put I that know, in the universe. I, I'm not putting it in the universe, but... but you kind of did. But Although we did it too, though. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Um, I, Iowa State coming off a loss. I expect them to come out. Um, you know, Matt Campbell. They're going to be pissed. They are. And it was his post game was really interesting. He opened up with a statement, no questions, and then he left. And the way he walked off was a guy who's not happy. They probably not had a very fun week of practice. No. But you know they, what, though, uh, CJ? Oh, go ahead, buddy. I do have something real interesting on Texas that I want to say right after this. So, to me, this just feels like a spot where Iowa State comes out mad at home and just wants to absolutely throttle Texas. And Texas defensively has been so bad. I just I don't see them having an answer for Purdy or, or Brees Hall. Now, here's the thing, though, real quick with Texas. They've lost three straight. Oklahoma lost in comeback fashion, right? Oklahoma State lost in a tough one by eight. At Baylor, lost by seven. They're due for a win. And they're kind of mad after last year they lost to Iowa State and all the talk about five-star culture versus five-star talent. Granted, it's not Herman anymore, and it's a new regime in Sharkeesian, but some of those players still remember. I, I could – I could see this thing um, being being a game where I take oh man, it, I think in the end I take Iowa State even after saying all that, but it wouldn't shock me one bit if Texas found a way to win. And Texas is plus two hundred on the money line. I think that's worth sprinkling a little. I think that's worth sprinkling a little bit on there, CJ, um, and it would be intriguing. Um, Let's let's hit on these ten o'clockers and kind of kind of um, kind of put them together and group them real quick here. San Jose State, Nevada. I love Carson Strong minus the ten and a half. To be honest with you, versus Starkle. Um, I am really excited to watch the Roadrunners of UTSA, who's getting jobbed in the CFP against the six and two Miners from UTEP. Uh, the Roadrunners are eleven point favorite. CJ, I love sincere McCormick. You know, everyone wants to coach Trailer right now. Your thoughts on that, buddy? Do you like the Roadrunners to continue their undefeated season? Um, I do. Um, you were on long before I was. 
Um, have gotten now an opportunity to kind of watch them play a little bit. I love what they're about offensively. Um, yeah, they can run the ball. Frank Harris, their senior quarterback, with probably the best profile picture ever. Yep. Straight cheese in Frank the Tank, man. Um, he has been extremely efficient all year, um, has not turned the ball over. I don't see that changing. Um, the UTEP I, defense I, is rather stingy, though, CJ. They, they are. Their uh, offense is not great, though. Yeah, and that's and that's the one reason I really lean towards the Roadrunners is is why yeah their defense has been stingy there for UTEP offensively. I just I think what's going to happen is they're not going to be able to sustain enough drives. Defense is going to get tired, and then that's really when you're going to see UTSA really take off um, in the second half. Yeah, and so Sandy, yeah, absolutely, CJ. Since Sam McCormick's going to have some big holes potentially, although great game, and I'm excited for that game to be on ESPN two at ten fifteen. Two last ones. You play to win the game. Herm and the Sun Devils at 1030 on ESPN, hosting USC and Keaton Slovis. Arizona State, eight and a half point favorite. Um, I'm going to go ahead and tell you now, CJ, that I do definitely like Herm and the boys to rebound off that loss they had uh, the prior week. Um, and and they've, had, they've had a little rough go over here playing. I mean, Jane Daniels is a great quarterback, but yet. You know, has not played great this year. Um, and, you know, Arizona State now has, you know, the back-to-back losses uh, in, 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 in close fashion. But yet, they're not – it's not the same team that we thought we were getting defensively early in the season. And USC, on the other hand, um, survived against Arizona. Now, granted, you know, you're not the same team every week, but they're not where they once were. I like Arizona State, CJ, for sure. Yeah, I do too. And and what's really kind of crazy about this game is two games in, USC fires Clay Helton. They drop they've dropped three of their past five, but yet somehow still have a shot at winning the Pac twelve South. Like that's unreal. That's um, that's stupid. Yeah. Um, but I'm with you. I like Herm. You play to win the game. Give me the fighting Herms. <sighs> yeah. Now, CJ, last game on the slate. And I got to bring it up because this team is somehow yet ranked. And that's San Diego State um, facing Hawaii. I feel like Chad Cordero, the quarterback there at Hawaii, has been there for like at least 15 years. Um, and San the crazy part, he's only a sophomore. Yeah. San Diego State might have finally found him a quarterback there in, uh, in Mr. Lucas Johnson. Um, very intriguing. You know Bell can run the football although not at the same level that he has been of late. So I I look at this and say Hawaii might keep it closer than that seven points, and Arizona State still wins the game. That total of 45-and-a-half, I think I'm all over that. Even with the Aztecs on the field. Yeah, I'm with you on that one. That one feels like an easy, like a a good grab one there. Um, Yeah, I like Hawaii to keep this thing close. Um, they've, they have been in some fights this year. Um, now granted they've been in some blowouts too, but yeah, there's just, this one feels like kind of a funky spot. Cause I don't think San Diego state's the 24th best team in the country. I think they, they, yeah, they find a way to get off the Island with a win, but th- this one's going to be closer than seven. CJ, great week of college football, buddy. We're going to bring them the money. Awesome to have Major joining us on on the WVU pod and also making his picks. 
I didn't tell you, he also took the under in the Mountaineer game because he loves this defense, and we love it too, and we love money, and we love college football. Um, super excited for this weekend. You guys know what to do. Take it easy, and uh, till next time, enjoy the college football weekend. We'll come back on Tuesday night and talk the rankings. Till next time, take it easy. Here comes the money. Here we go. Money talks. Here comes the money.